From the UK Sports Network, this is the Mark Stoop Show podcast. Now, here's the voice of the Cats, Tom Leach. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to the Paul Miller Ford Mark Stoop Show. It is Tennessee week. The Wildcats and the Vols will tee it up at 7.30 Eastern time on Saturday night at Kroger Field. And it will be on the SEC Network and, of course, heard here on the UK Sports Network as the Wildcats look to bounce back from their loss at Mississippi State on Saturday. This will also be the reunion weekend for the Rich Brooks Bowl teams of 06, 07, 08, and uh, 09. And a lot of those guys will be back in town to get together, reminisce about some good times, and hopefully see the Wildcats get them a win against the Volunteers. When we come back, we will chat with Coach Stoops about the matchup, about the performance at Mississippi State. Then we'll open up for your questions and comments. You can tweet those in at UK Sports Network. You can also go to the Facebook page. It's for Kentucky football. It's the Kentucky football Facebook page. You can go there and you can post questions or you can give us a call. Saturday's game between Kentucky and Tennessee is presented by UK Healthcare, the power of advanced medicine. We'll be right back on the UK. Welcome back into the Paul Miller Ford Mark Stoops show as the Wildcats get set to try and bounce back from the trip to Starkville and take on the Vols. First two straight home games. The second one will be on November 4th against Ole Miss, and it is a 4 p.m. Eastern time kickoff that was set earlier today. It will be on the SEC Network, as will the game this Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern. Uh, Mark, we always uh, start with how your guys were when they returned to the practice field on Monday. Yeah, it was really good to get out there, to be honest with you. It was, it's always a long day on Sunday uh, when you get back and – you're anxious to, to get with your team and, and watch the film with your team and, and uh, get back on the practice field. So it was good to do that, uh, to put this game behind us. There was a lot to look at on film and a lot to discuss, and uh, we put it behind us, went out and had a very good Monday practice, so that's always good. You know, it's it's tough for fans and for families because they have to wait a week between games. At least you guys get to go back out on the practice field and try to work at it. Yeah, that, there's no doubt about that. You know, I was – um, actually very excited about the day, to be honest with you, because yeah, there's, 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 there's so much to do. To there's a lot on. to do. There's a lot to focus on, a lot to get corrected. And uh, so, you know, I've been very upbeat and positive and uh, very energetic today, with our whole staff and our team, to be honest with you. So, um, you know, the players have Sunday to, to, to get away from it, and uh, rightfully so, and they take Sundays off, and coaches come in and, and uh, get the film corrected and uh, meet on – previous opponent and, and get get ahead on the next opponent and then uh, we we reconvene on monday afternoon uh, that's the only bad thing you have to wait uh, a day or so to get it cleaned up but uh but it's all done now so i always uh, look forward to that win or lose getting on to the next opponent what were the things i guess at the at the top of the priority list in terms of cleaning up well there, there's a lot you know there, there's a lot tom and you know we, we all share in the responsibility and you know i gotta get them to play better and play more consistent and, and but we didn't play up to our standards is the bottom line i don't want to get into all the details and point any fingers we all accept it for what it is and, and uh, we don't like it uh, but you have to look at it and, you know squarely in the mirror and see see where areas we can improve and and uh you know we we will you know the team will bounce back and you know, we had it a competitive game for about a half, and then it and then it turned very quick. And uh, we can't let that happen. You know, a difficult team on the road, 
Uh, you have to make uh, competitive plays. We've got to put them in better position. There's a lot of things we can do better. So we're all in it together. You mentioned today at your press conference, and you just used the phrase there, competitive plays. Elaborate a little bit on that, or what you need to see that you're not seeing uh, in terms of those competitive plays. Well, just just like I'm talking about, there's a lot of one-on-ones across the board. There's going to be a ton of them, and you have to win your fair share uh, to, to win football games, and you have to – and. Um, you know, we got to get back to doing that. We have plenty player, plenty of players that are capable of winning one-on-one battles, and we, we didn't win a whole lot of them this past week on either side of the ball. We had one competitive catch late in the game when the game was out of reach. Lynn Bowden made a competitive catch. Drew made a nice throw, and Lynn went up and got it for him, and, and that was a competitive play. Um, and on defense, that, I, I did, we didn't make one on the perimeter. You know, they threw and caught the ball at will, and uh, we didn't defend it very well and, and did, didn't win any one-on-ones uh, outside on the perimeter, and that's hard to do against a team like that because they put you in a, in a, in a bind, keeping you off balance with the quarterback run game just enough uh, that you have to win some one-on-one battles, and we didn't do that. You mentioned uh, uh, today a stat at your press conference about the importance of winning the rushing yards battle, and how do you get – your running game to where you need it to be well we we just have to get back to being more physical and uh, you know and, and and cleaning up and what i mean by cleaning up the run game is is having again all of the blockers there's a lot they have to do you know it's not just a matter of just coming off the ball and pushing people around i mean they have to uh, make the correct calls as far as who they're targeting and, and what we're doing offensively uh, with the offensive line and the backs and the tight ends. And so we have to be more consistent uh, with our run game. You know, it, it's hard once the game got out of hand, you know, then, then you, you're going to throw in the ball, and that leads to, to turnovers and sacks and fumbles and, you know what I mean, and all the – a lot of bad things when you're one-dimensional. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, I mentioned that stat, and, 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 and you know, I don't, I don't know everybody kind of catches some buzz, but, I mean, it's been a fact to me. I mean, I, I, very clearly, there's no coincidence uh, in the last 18 games or whatever since we kind of got this thing, found the identity with the run game and, and play action pass and playing better defense. I mean, we're 9-1 and one when we outrush their opponents. We're 3-5 and five when we don't, and uh, and we're not alone in that. Statistically, it's like 80.4%, 80, 80% roughly. 80% of the time in the SEC games since the start of last year through last weekend, the team, if you rush for one more yard than your opponent, it's 80%, 0.4 success rate. If it's 50, it's something ridiculous, like 88%. Yeah. 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 Well, um, there's a few here. Somebody sent me after the fact. I, I mean, I just know it. I don't dig into stats very much at all. It's just. You know, again, what do you, you know when when people are you know when we're all trying to find the balance to win football games, having balance and running the ball is no mystery in the SEC. You you have to be able to do it to win consistently, and it's something you know outrageous. And again, somebody sent me some more. It's 88 percent if it's 50 yards. The rushing advantage. Yeah, and and four you know 55 and seven, 88 percent of the time, and the there's it's 48 and one. If it's 100 yards or more, you know, so you, you have to be able to run the football. There's, there's, you know, again, that's I'm not a stat guy. That's just common sense. Let's get to yeah. a break and then we'll get to some of your questions for Mark Stoops as the Cats come back home to face the Tennessee Vols on Saturday night. 
Go ahead and send them in, and we'll get to them when we return here on the Mark Stoops Show on the U.K. Sports Network. To keep up with the Cats, including free streaming audio on game days, download the official U.K. Athletics app presented by Hunt Brothers Pizza in the App Store or Google Play. You're listening to a U.K. Sports Network podcast. Welcome back into the Paul Miller Ford Mark Stoops show. Download the all-new official UK Athletics app presented by Hunt Brothers Pizza and you will automatically be registered to win a VIP fan experience to a Kentucky football game. In addition, you'll get exclusive video content, live streaming audio, and social media updates. Download today from the App Store or from Google Play. You can reach us via Twitter at UK Sports Network on Facebook. It's the Kentucky Football Facebook page, and you can post questions there, or you can always give us a call, 1-800-606-4263. Inside Lexington, it's a direct call at 280-2287. Uh, we'll start with one off the Twitter feed from Cody, and uh, it's about the offensive line. Do you think rotating offensive linemen is affecting their chemistry? Could be. Yeah, I mean, that could be. Could be part of it. Um, you know, they're... they're Rotation helps, you know, it helps develop guys, it, it keeps them fresh, it helps you as the year goes on, but certainly uh, there are times when there's a, a drop-off, you know, if you have the starting five and then you're going to six, seven, or eight, uh, it could be part of the issue, And uh, uh, but it's also very, very difficult for some of those guys to play every snap of every game. I was looking at this in relation to Cody's question. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting question because last year, you guys were rotating in, but you were able to start the same five guys in the same spots for I That's, think the last seven or eight games, other than Ramsey Myers on yeah. Senior Day. Uh, this year, you've had out of seven games, I think five or six different times where it's been that yeah. you haven't had that consistency. That That's has true. To hurt. It, it is. It, That's definitely true. Start with Cole Mosier, losing Cole. Starts with Cole. I mean, that definitely doesn't help. I mean, you don't like that. You have a guy that started a heck of a lot of games at left tackle, and he's yeah. a big, strong guy. And, uh, you know, you take him out of the loop right from, right from the beginning of the year. No, I mean, we don't like it. It doesn't help. Um, but it is what it is, and we have to deal with it. So um, you're right, Tom, and, and it's a legitimate question. It's a fair question. And to, the bottom line is, yes, it, it, it's true. It is affecting us, and we need to – uh, settle in, and, and but that's you know hard to do because of injuries as well. One of those guys was injured, uh, landed on Saturday. Landed. Any whether it's him or anybody else, any updates you can share on injuries? Uh, it, it's positive. It's been positive, you know, because it could have been a very serious injury. He was hit and put in a very awkward position. Uh, fortunately, it's just a deep strain or bruise, so uh, I think he should be back this week. We're hoping. Any other updates you can share? Uh, not not really. Uh, uh, Tracy had one more on while we're on the subject of the O-line. This was Drake Jackson's first start, the redshirt yeah. freshman from over in Versailles. Uh, Tracy asked, how did Drake grade out? Um, seems like the pressure was coming from the outside, according to Tracy. Drake did a good job. He, he did a good job. He was solid. He did give up some pressure. And, but he was going against a very, very good nose guard, against a good interior defensive line, and uh, and um, he gave up a few pressures. But it's his first start and did some very good things, so we're encouraged. Let's get to a call from Richmond. It's Sean uh, about the uh, defensive uh, aggressiveness. What's up, Sean? Hey, guys. Uh, hey, Coach. How you doing, Sean? Um, uh, very glad to uh, get past that game and yeah. and uh, look forward to uh, some more and, 
and I'll be there come rain or shine, uh, just like I always awesome. am. Awesome. Thank but, you. Uh, awesome. You know, one thing I wanted to ask, Coach, and from TV it's kind of hard to tell, yeah. but it, it looked like our defensive backs were kind of playing off yes. um, a little bit and giving quite a bit of cushion. And, you know, with a, with a team that you know is going to just try to run it down your throat, yeah. and while, you know, Fitzgerald can, can do both, yeah. but I know he was only passing at like 50, 55% uh, completion percentage for the game. I was just wondering um, why we, we weren't uh, pressed, you know, playing more right. of a press man deal and making him beat us throwing the football. Because it, it looked on TV like there was a whole lot of separation between the receivers and the DBs yes. by, the, by the time the football got to them. Yep. I think it's a fair criticism, and you're correct part, part of the time. You know, we were very frustrated, and it was very frustrating today watching that film with the team again because we actually did mix it up quite a bit. Why it seemed like that, Sean, is because we didn't make any competitive plays. And, again, I don't want to sit here and throw any unit under the bus, but it's a fact. He asked about the defensive backs. I'm a defensive back guy, and I was very, uh, very much not, not very happy with the way we played. When we did press and blitz and play man-to-man, we didn't win one one-on-one. They converted every time we were in man-to-man you know, defense. So that's, that's not very good. It's not acceptable, and we can't do that. There were times when we were in zone that Sean's talking about, and they converted a couple underneath us, and that's true. Um, you know, and then, then when we got up tight, and they were playing with uh, some of their tight ends out wide, so then we did try to press them. One time the tight end threw us by. One time we got called for a PI because we were too, too tight on them, and it, it got for bad matchups, and we just didn't, we didn't win. You know? So we need to do a better job of mixing up, trying to play some more zones, some different zones, and we have to win when we're in, one, in some one-on-one situations, at least once in a while. And that's what I tell sure. you. you got, I talk about it all the time. We've got to win our share. You know, they're, they're on scholarship. They're very good players. They're going to win some, but we have to win some. And we didn't win any uh, this past week. It is the Paul Ford Mark Stoops show, and you can uh, give us a call. You can tweet us your questions to at UK Sports Network, or you can go to the Kentucky Football Facebook page. You can see the live stream of our show, and you can post questions there as well. We'll be right back. This is the UK Sports Network. For complete coverage of the Cats, like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. It's the Truck Month 10 event at Palmetto Ford. On the best deals on vehicles across the Ford lineup, all under one tent. Deals like up to $12,000 in savings on the 2017 F-150. Up to $10,000 in savings on the Kentucky-built 2017 Ford Super Duty. And don't miss up to $4,000 in savings on 2017 Ford Escape. Ford Trucks, the official trucks of UK Athletics. Available now at Palmiller Ford. Shop now at palmillerford.com. Inside look at the 2017 Kentucky Wildcats football team. Pick up your copy of the official Kentucky football yearbook the next time you're at Kroger Field or online at UKTeamShop.com. 
If you can picture yourself in a better job, there are over 80,000 openings in Kentucky right now. And with the new Work Ready Kentucky Scholarship, you can prepare for many of them tuition free. Good at any of the 16 colleges of the Kentucky Community and Technical College System, this scholarship offers 100% free tuition for classes that can prepare you for a great job in healthcare, advanced manufacturing, and more in as little as 13 weeks. Get started today at WorkReadyKentucky.com. For official coverage of the Cats, including live game audio and exclusive video content, go to iTunes or Google Play and download the official UK Athletics app. Presented by Hunt Brothers Pizza. Paul Miller Ford, Mark Stoops Show. You can follow us on the Kentucky Football Facebook page and see the live streaming coverage of our show this week. And you can also, each and every week, you can tweet us questions at UK Sports Network as well, or you can give us a call. Uh, off the Facebook feed from Jerry, how do you regroup? And, uh, and I'll uh, add a follow-up to that. You've got this reunion for uh, Coach Brooks's bowl teams this weekend. Each one of those teams had one of those days. Uh, other than 07 didn't, but had, had days like you guys had on Saturday. Yeah. They had a real strong core of leaders, and they were able to always bounce back and finish strong. Absolutely. I mean, take a good look around our league. I mean, there, there's there's people that are going to go through some tough days. You have to be able to bounce back. You have to be resilient. Um, we had a great meeting, but to answer his question, how do you do that? Just like I talked about after the game, you look at everybody – looks at themselves in the mirror, sees what you can do better, starting with me down to every person in the organization, and you accept it. You own it. Uh, you go watch the film, and, and you get better. We watched it all today. We had a great team meeting. We watched it in, in segments. We watched it offensively, defensively. Then we come together and watch special teams and have a, have a, a great team meeting and then went out and had practice, and then it's over with. you got to move on to the next opponent. And uh, like I said earlier in my press conference, I have no reason to believe that our team won't be resilient and bounce back. We, we, you know, the guys that have been in here have been through it last year. We were in much more difficult situation and faced adversity and and, uh, and got better. It was a more difficult situation. 0-2 start last yeah. year, and you came out of that. But uh, are there things you can draw on, lessons you can draw on that help you in a tough, not maybe as difficult a spot, but it's still a tough spot here? Oh, definitely. I think, you know, you, you, you have to. Um, you know, you have to you know, learn from your mistakes and, and rely on past history. You know, none of us like it. I don't like the fact that we lost this game the way we did. Um, but it is what it is, you know, and, and so you have to uh, learn from it and move on. So there's – doesn't matter. I mean, I know, you know, fans, and, and rightfully so, I mean, I, I don't either, but nobody likes to lose, whether it's by one point or, or by a whole bunch. It's just like when we were winning games, you know, like – you know, I'll take that ugly win now, you know what I mean? So, you know, so, I mean, I'll take it any way you can get it. At the end of the day, it's a W or a loss, and they only count for one. And, and that's what I talk a lot about is I can't let one turn into two. You can't dwell on it too much. And same thing after coming off a big victory. You can't sit there and gloat on it and be all happy. you got to go back to work on Sunday and be ready to go for the next opponent. So it's the same way with the loss. We don't like it. Um, I know the fans don't like it. And, and uh, we'll play better. I promise you that. I think we'll play better across the board. We'll have better energy and better passion. And it's a good, good group of guys. And and uh, we can't wait to get back out there. You know, it, it, Mississippi State. We're sitting there in a three-point game with three minutes to go in the half, and a couple plays. You know, it looks really worse than it is. And and let's not make an excuse, but it's just yeah. we're sitting there in a three-point no. game, and and you just have to make competitive plays. I mean, that's the same team that beat LSU. 
at home by 30 points. They're they're a very good football team at home. That's a that's a very very difficult environment. When things start going bad there, it, it explodes on you, and that's what happened. And we can't let that happen. We've been in the same situation when we hit really bad adversity at South Carolina in another hostile environment, and turn the ball over and give up a first play touchdown, and places exploding, and we come back from it. You know, we just didn't handle it as well this past week, but uh, but we'll bounce back. From David uh, in Charlotte with a call about uh, Drake Jackson. Go ahead, David. Hey, guys. Uh, actually, something you said earlier kind of really tripped this call. Yeah. Uh, or my question, uh, I had talked with you actually uh, a few times ago, and you had mentioned that there were, I think, nine players on the offensive line that took, what was it, uh, over 400 snaps last year? Yeah. I think that's – so what I was wondering, and this what you said made me think maybe one of the things we lost in John Toth. Now, didn't Toth call the blocking schemes when he came to the line? Yeah, he, he does. He does a lot of – yes, he, he did. So we did – we do miss him because you, you, you take him for granted because, number one, his snaps were always good. He played for four years. He 48 made straight it, starts. He's unbelievably smart, <laughs> and we do miss him. We do, but – you know, he was gone going into the year, so you only get him for it, four yeah, years. unfortunately. Uh, but but yes, you're right. It's David, right? Yeah. Yes, yes, David. So yeah. how do you train? How do you train for the guys? I know we've had a, a few different people there uh, at center. Are they still calling the blocking schemes? Is it still the center? And if so, how do you do you do extra preparation and work with those guys so they can read the defense better and make the proper block call? Yeah, but they work together. That They actually, the, the whole line will work together. Each of them have to make calls at different times, you know, where the guard and the tackle and the center. Bottom line is you all have to be on the same page. And sometimes there's stemming and movements and different things that happen where we have to make sure we're targeting it the right way. And experience does matter. And, um you know, in, in some of the inconsistencies with the starts, as you were just alluding to, Tom, and in those things that, it, it yes, it's all part of it. But it is what it is. You can't, you know, we can't use it as an excuse. Nobody cares, right? I mean, you know, you know and, uh, but it is what it is. And um, we're trying to work hard to find that continuity that we're striving for, that consistency that we need to. And the physical movement, you know, just physically getting it done. So we're trying to find that balance because we have to have some presence in that run game. I think we all can understand that by now. Even, you know, you, I don't even hear the criticism because we grew up, you know, when, when, when Kentucky was, you know, a rebirth, you know, we started throwing the ball over with it. And I know everybody loves that. And, and, like, I like it too. But I think we all realize now that, that you have to be able to run the ball some. You know, and you, you just have to have that threat to win consistency consistently in this league. And I think even all of our fans realize that now, even though the, the, you know, throwing it around and all that is still fun to watch. And I like it too, believe me, especially when they go for touchdowns. But, uh, but you need to, you know, find that consistency that we're striving for in the run game. And we're going to keep on working it and we're going to get better. And, uh, and we, we found a good recipe to win football games, you know, since the, whatever it was, game two of last year till this past week, we had an opportunity to win each and every game. And even through this week, you know, again, you know, three minutes to go in the half, it's a three-point game, and, you know, there's some plays that let it get away. But uh, part of that issue is uh, not being able to run the balls effectively as we'd like to. 
We are halfway home on this edition of the Paul Miller Ford Mark Stoops Show. You can give us a call. You can tweet in questions to at UK Sports Network. You can also go to the Kentucky Football Facebook page, post questions there. Saturday's game between Kentucky and Tennessee is being presented by UK Healthcare, the power of advanced medicine. We'll be right back here on the UK Sports Network. Welcome back into the Paul Miller Ford Mark Stoops Show. And you can reach us via Twitter at UK Sports Network. You can send in questions via the Facebook feed at Kentucky Football on, on Facebook, or you can give us calls. Kentucky gets set to take on Tennessee this week. From Dennis, uh, A.J. Rose, this is off uh, the Twitter feed. A.J. Rose ran hard on Saturday. Did he earn uh, a chance for more snaps against Tennessee? Well, I'd like to, but uh, he played, what, 15 snaps or something, and uh, he, he got a little injury, so he's out. Oh, no. So I have no idea how long he'll be out for or whatever. So uh, And he d- he had a great blitz pickup. I think it was on Bowden's Yeah, sketch. he did. He did. He did. So, as I mentioned, I think uh, in the show a couple times that he was going to get an opportunity here soon and that I thought he would play play better than he did. He the did. first time he showed up, and he did. He had his first carries, and he ran hard. Uh, he did much better in pass protection, and uh, unfortunately got a – a uh, little dinged up uh, with only playing 15 plays. So we got to get that, cl- you know, fixed. Off the Twitter feed uh, from uh, Big Blue Mook, uh, he says that uh, it seems like when adversity hit this week, our guys flinched. Was immaturity a factor with this game getting away from you? I, I don't, I don't want to call it immaturity, but he's correct in that I don't think we handled the adversity the way we should have. I think that's a fair criticism, and uh, we all have to own it, and it is what it is. So we have to respond better than we did. Uh, From Greg, uh, wants to ask about the last two minutes of the second quarter and how the Mississippi State ended up getting a touchdown there late in the second quarter. You talked a little bit about that after the game, but – for the fans, maybe yeah. didn't hear that. Well, you just brought it up to me, and you were you you're you're the stat guy because you're on it and, and realize it. But you know, we convert that third and one, and we possess the ball, and we're probably out of the half. And, yeah, they uh, probably don't get it back. And you said there was what at that point? It at was, that point, if if you didn't give the ball back to them, they would have had ten points and ninety-seven rushing yards at halftime. And yeah, I'm, and I know you would have been thrilled with and that. Ten, ten, seven at worst. Yeah, and you, that's now you're you're right in the game. Uh, but again. Uh, I'd say that same, but I don't think it's appropriate about ifs and buts. But um, still, Don but, uh, Meredith, yeah, line. yeah, yeah. <laughs> ifs and yeah, buts, yeah, Andy and nuts, be and Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but we didn't do it. But yes, it was a it was a critical play, and uh, again, I, you know, w- w- it was calculated. Um, we had we had it set up. You know, uh, I have full trust in Eddie and, and our offensive staff. They knew that we needed a first down right there and get out of the half. But they also had a calculated decision to make a huge play on third and one. And we all know right now we're looking for ways to create big plays. So we got aggressive. And, uh, and I've taken a good dose of criticism for not being aggressive enough. Well, I, in hindsight, I wish I could have that play back because absolutely I'd force them to run the ball. You hopefully get, uh, you know, six inches or a yard and we get out of that half and, and maybe things would be different, but it's not. So I okayed it. I knew it, you know, because there was actually a break in the action when we had an offensive lineman get a little dinged up. So there was a break. We had time to discuss it, and uh, I okayed it, um, trying to be aggressive because, again, and, it, and it's true, and, you know, there, there's only so many times where you know against the really good teams that are playing exceptionally well at home that you have shots, that you have shots to maybe create points. And, but that was a big gamble, and it didn't work. That's as a follow-up to that, and you've said before, 
always, if something doesn't work, yeah, you do differently if you right. had to do hindsight, over again. Hindsight. But you'd be an idiot if you didn't. You will have a chance at some point to yeah. do to yeah. be in that situation again. Will that change your thinking how this one played out? Probably, you know, in some way, you know, that uh, again, it's it's all calculated. Yeah, it's, it's in not, the moment. It's not, yeah, and it's calculated. We we you know we had things set up. We weren't just calling a play to call a play, you know. In um, so, you know, there there's, I do I do. You know, kick myself. Because you second-guess yourself? Just uh, of like course, fans of do. course I do. Because I've been there before in that same stadium. When the game got away in the last three minutes of the first half, I think it was the first year I was here, whatever it was, they all run together. But, uh, you know, but it was uh, – it got away from us right at the end of the first half. And, and believe me, it was on my mind. And we discussed it before the possession. You know, and, but I don't want to get involved when handcuffing anybody. You know, they have to call the game confidently and they have to do, we have to do what we do. And, you know, we got to play the games, you know, and get aggressive at times and have calculated risk, just like a fake punt, just like going for it on fourth down, just, you know, certain things. And it didn't work. So, uh, and it's, you know, decisions, uh, errors, whatever, mm-hmm. are magnified when you're not being able to, to score at the rate you guys were last year. I mean, second half of last year, you were going to hang 40 on a lot of people. Yeah. You're not there yet. No, it's true. And it's it, we're in, that's why we're in a lot of tight games. And that's why – and that does get hard. It gets hard on the play callers, you know, on both sides. Affects your thinking. We, we yeah. knew going into this game that, that we had to be really good on third down, and we really weren't. They were. Give them credit because they were difficult. They, they, gave, up, they gave up the fewest amount of first downs in the country. Yeah. So moving the ball was going to be hard. That's why you had to take, you know, your shots when you can get them, yeah. when you thought you had them set up. But it, that proved to be true. Getting first downs were hard. And uh, for them, like we said, going into it, they're always in manageable third downs because of their power run game. And, and you know, with Nick Fitzgerald being such a big quarterback and the threat of the quarterback run, just when they put that in there just enough, it kills you in every critical moment. And uh, – you know, they don't take negative yardage plays. So when you're in manageable third downs, third and three, third and four, third and five, third and six, and you have a quarterback that could run for it, um, that's, you know, to me, that's that was a big piece of the game. We didn't get off the field third down defensively and offensively. We didn't convert enough. But. You can reach us on the Twitter feed at UK Sports Network. You can send us in questions on the Facebook feed for at Kentucky Football, and you can also give us a call. 800-606-4263 or inside Lexington, 280-2287. It's the Paul Miller Ford Mark Stoops Show here on the UK Sports Network. Follow the UK Sports Network on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat for a behind-the-scenes look at Kentucky Wildcats athletics. Now, more from the Mark Stoops Show. You can reach us via the phones. You can reach us via Twitter or the Facebook page. Many of you have asked about a podcast of our show. It is available. And you go to UK or go to iTunes and search UK Coaches Show. Uh, also, Stitcher, SoundCloud. And you can download and subscribe. A video replay of the live stream is always available at UKAthletics.com uh, to be able to uh, see our show each week. You can tune us in on Saturday with the Countdown to Kickoff show starting at 5.30 Eastern time. Freddie Maggard, Christy Thomas will get you set for the Cats and the Volunteers. I'm sure they'll have either Coach Brooks or some of the players or both that are in for the reunion this weekend. And that will lead us up to the 7.30 Eastern time kickoff for Kentucky and Tennessee. Let's go to the phones. Mike in Owensboro, you're next up with Coach Stoops. 
Hey, guys, can you hear me? We can, hey, Mike, can, loud and Mike. clear. Yeah, we're getting some interference here. <laughs> no, I just uh, uh, haven't, haven't talked to you guys in a few weeks. Been under the weather, but I'm a lot better now. Good. And I just love both of you. And uh, we got the bad game out of our systems now. Let's go get let's go get big orange, okay? Hey, sounds good, Mike. Thank you. Appreciate it, and I'm glad you're feeling better. And uh, make sure you give us a call next Monday. All right. Thank you, Mike. Yep. Brandon here in Lexington. You're next up with Coach Stoops. Hey, Coach. How are you? Good, Brandon. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Uh, first off, if anybody's questioning your guys. Uh, play calling against the Greens and defense. I think you need to go back to November and uh, kind of check some things. So yeah. I think you guys are right on point with uh, window attack and what to do with that defense. But uh, as far as the bye week's concerned, do you think uh, that kind of has a negative effect sometimes? Because we've seen, uh, yeah. <clears throat> seen like a team that really plays better when we have the in-game reps and uh, can actually get our rhythm going. So Yeah, it, it I ain't going to lie, it's definitely something that you think about. You know, it's it's so needed. The bye is so needed at times. But it definitely does, you know, you know. again, it's a good point, a fair assessment, and it does weigh on me sometimes because when you're sitting there, you know, winning games by however many points or whatever you're doing, you know, it, it's – you know, it's maybe not good to have the break sometimes, but it is what it is. And, you know, certainly our players, I felt like mentally and physically needed it. And, um, you know, sometimes, you know, if you're sitting there and you're coming off a loss and you have two weeks, you know, maybe it would be better because you sit there pissed off for two weeks and trying to get better. And this time, you know, I think part of the issue is, is you feel like even though, you, you weren't playing great football. You're sitting there saying, okay, you're 5-1, and, 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 you know, you know we could play better. And, and I tried to, you know, you try to talk about that constantly. And, you know, it doesn't just happen. It never just happens. I mean, the players, you know, make plays and coaches put them in position. And, you know, we all have to do our part. And, um, you know, we didn't do a good enough job. I didn't have them, you know, on edge enough or, or um, prepared enough because it certainly – you know, it wasn't our best effort, and quite honestly, just across the board from me on down, it just wasn't our best effort. And and it's not just because, you know, I don't want people to attack the team and just think they don't care. Or do. Like I said a lot, you know, there's 12 games. There are very few football teams, if any, that play their best for 12 weeks. You have to get through the week. You just when have you to don't. get through it when you're not playing well. You got to find the right rhythm, the right breaks, or get through it, or be tough enough and physical enough, or whatever it is, to just get through it. Sometimes when you're not playing your best, because the fact of the matter is, is these kids got a lot on their plate, and it's just not an excuse, just a fact. I mean, these guys do a lot. They go to school, they get midterms, they're up, they, you know, and, and we're constantly grinding them. And we're in there in meetings, practice, it's physical. And we try to offset that, and I touched a lot about that last week. And, um, and uh, as a matter of fact, I pulled a quote from, you know, Coach Saban's radio show that we're doing right now. And there was an article about it, and I said, that struck me. And I pulled that article and read it to the team because it was Today. a lot of – No, this was last, last week, week, you know, talking about mental fatigue and, and staying away from it and trying to offset it. And so we, we try everything, uh, but, you know, it just um, – the, the truth is, is we did you know, again, just like you said, uh, we didn't play our best coming off that bye for whatever reason, and it's not okay. You know, we got to try to get it fixed. From uh, at Big Blue on the Twitter feed, he said, uh, or ask, and there may not be one answer to this, but what's the biggest reason the running game has struggled this season? 
I think all the things we touched on earlier, um, you know, with the continuity and, and just uh, loss of some personnel, injuries, different things. And but it is what it is. Like I said, there's no, you know, nobody cares. Um, you know, it, you know, the guys that we're playing have to be able to do it, and I have confidence in them. We just got to get them playing a little better. We all got to coach a little better, and and we got to have better balance. We are throwing the ball better, that's for sure. You know, we're Stevens throwing the ball much better than we did a year ago. I think, you know. It, Again, we're not overly deep at wide receiver with some of the older guys that got hurt and Doring getting hurt and all that. Also, you're playing some freshmen, but uh, Steven is definitely throwing the ball better. Um, we just got to have the balance to win, and, uh, you know, that's what we're striving for. Uh, from uh, from Marvis, he says, leadership's a key in sports. He said, are you, are you disappointed when guys take to social media to vent frustration at times? Yeah, certainly. Stress. Yeah, it is. And it's just, you know, we address it, and it's going to be no issue, and we'll move on. But it's... Sure, you, you don't like that. It, you know, people will say, well, you, can you take it away? I mean, really, it's just such a part of the life anymore. Yeah, it's a different you, world. I mean, it, it is. And I tell the players long before any issue this came up, I tell them before the season, I said, I feel sorry for you, really, that you have to deal with all that because they walk out of a game and they have confirmation whether they had a good game or not by what Twitter says. <laughs> and no offense, but, I mean, most of the time, maybe they just dumb lucked into something or, you know what I mean, or did the wrong – you know, and just fell into an interception or fell into a tackle or, yeah. and totally really played very bad. Or vice but, versa. But Twitter's going to tell them they played good, you know, yeah. and it, it's sad. I feel bad for them, but it is what it is. And you, and, you know, and, like, it's, it's you know, it's, it's just what it is. Yeah. So, me, I wouldn't even attempt to take it away. If somebody says something, no, we know, we address it, they realize it, frustration comes in, and then it's over with. But, you know, to me, it's, you know, it's not okay. I'm not good with it. I mean, you, you got to keep it in-house, but it's such a the way of this world. It's such a way, you know. That, that I know just, you guys brought somebody in uh, last season. I don't know if you did this year to yeah. talk about just protecting oh, your brand and those kinds of things. I don't want to even media. get into everything that I got into today, but one of the things I showed today was on, on, on ESPN yesterday. Uh, there was a clip, a screenshot that I saved and I put up there, and of the first six stories, three of them were about me, 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 about something about critiquing it team or a coach or a, you know what I mean mm-hmm. and, and it's it we're not you know it's just it's the way it is yeah. NFL college whatever it's just and so uh you know once you see it show it to them get in your meeting and you know get united it's no it's no problem it's no issue it's just uh uh but they definitely have to realize once they hit send it's out there yeah there's a great mm-hmm. line. I can't remember the exact line so I can't pull it up but Herm mm-hmm. Edwards has yeah. a great line about something about social media yeah. just you know don't yeah. hit send or wait before you hit send or whatever. But. Yeah, you want to talk about, you know, is it true? <laughs> is it accurate? And is it productive? Like, is it yeah. is it going to help anything? You know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, It's like not just football players. Good luck getting that message <laughs> yeah. through. Yeah. <laughs> <It's any parents. laughs> oh, I, I wouldn't even attempt to try to get some of those off Twitter that I read when I flip through there. No. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's get to a break. No. Last segment coming up when we return. It's the Paul Miller Ford Mark Stoop mm-hmm. Show of the UK Sports Network. Our final segment of the Paul Miller Ford Mark Stoops show for this Monday. Uh, go to UKFootballTix.com. It's T-I-X, UKFootballTix.com to get tickets for the Kentucky-Tennessee game Saturday night. Still some left as the Vols roll into uh, Kroger Field. 7.30 Eastern time kickoff. Uh, there will be a reunion for the Rich Brooks Bowl teams. That's part of the festivities this weekend. Those guys will be honored at uh, halftime of the game on Saturday night. Uh, question from uh, Mike for you, Coach. Do you think uh, Kelly, Tennessee's running back, is the best one you've faced this year? Running back, that is. Uh, I, 
yeah, I put him up there with anybody. He is really, really good. Um, exceptional out of the backfield, catching the football as well, just a weapon. Uh, very, very good football player. Uh, from uh, Big Willie, how is Luke Wright? Luke is doing better. He's doing – he's good. He's back at practice. He's full go, and uh, he's he's just fine. So thanks for asking. Uh, Carter on the Facebook page says the, the team uh, lost its edge. You don't – you never panic, but I'm sure you try to create a sense of urgency at this time. There, there's no doubt. And, uh, you know, the players see it also. You know, they, they you know when they come in and we watch that film, you know, the film doesn't lie. And uh, they understand that. And that gets back to earlier, or just last segment that we went on tangent about and talked about, but it's so true, you know, about – just those opportunities, you know, it's it's easy for us to sit here and say you get 12 opportunities. How can you not just absolutely go out and play with your hair on fire every single play? But again, that that's easier said than done. When you're dealing with these guys and they come in in mid-July, uh, and, and we've been practicing every day, you know, grinding, grinding these guys since you know from July until now. And last week was the first couple of days they had off and. Uh, just hard for them to peak every week, and you know if any of us coaches, uh, you know, have you know have that figured out, then then you know it would be good. It's just it's hard to do with these these are young kids that got a lot on their plate, um, but it's it's true. I mean, I'm not arguing. Whoever made that comment, it's true. I say the same thing. We didn't have our edge, and the players looked at it and see it, and they they realized it as well. Uh, last question, and it's actually a couple different people posting some variation mm. of this question, but it's uh, after Mississippi State scored their touchdown to go up 17-7. You got the ball one last time. You got a first down. You had a fourth and uh, fourth and two. I had it at uh, fourth, fourth and short. Did you consider going for that there? Not, not at all right there, no. I was already disappointed it got out of hand the way it did. Um, I was really hoping to go in 10-10 or, or, yeah. four, or winning 14-10 or at worst 10-7. Once they got that one, I couldn't. We couldn't give them the ball right there. I Can't, think they still had timeouts. I was going to say, yeah, and if they plus, take over at the forty-eight, yeah, they could get a field goal. Plus, you got to realize the expense that it takes to defend again. You know, the, it already took us. You know, the the expense of like we, you and I just touched on. Had we gotten the first down and got out of that half, you know, the, you think of physically and mentally how much you know more prepared we'd be for the second half. We had yeah. to defend already once. We gave up seven. There's no way I could go back out there and defend again, especially because they were getting the ball to start the second half and they had a long drive there. So, uh, that's, you know, now it, it got the game got out of reach in those 3 4 5 minutes right there. Yep. Yeah. Um, Mark best of luck on Saturday night against the Vols. I appreciate it. Thanks and I look forward to seeing everybody there at the stadium. Thank you. Uh, again, it's ukfootballticks.com. Uh, to get tickets to see the Cats and the Vols. It's your uh, final Keelan UK football doubleheader of the year to take advantage of. And um, we'll be back, of course, next Monday with the show. Our pregame coverage starts at 5.30 Eastern time from Kroger Field on Saturday with Christy and Freddie on the Countdown to Kickoff show right here on the UK Sports Network. Thanks for listening to the UK Sports Network. To have this podcast sent straight to your mobile device, subscribe using iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud.